All right. Who covers the late Friday news dump if there's no one to cover the news, right? So we got another Friday news dump, and it was a real gut punch to people like me who love and live for news, and I certainly see the value of local news. And we got the gut punch of uh, Bell laying off 1,300 employees. And now we learn on Friday that uh, Bell has now asked the CRTC to allow the telecom giant to drop its spending and coverage commitment to local market uh, markets. And it's because they say they're losing too much money to online competition. So what they're asking for is to dump local news. And, um, you know, before I did radio, uh, my career was local news. I know the value of it. And local news is national news. All stories start small. When I went to Walkerton to check out a water, con- you know, contamination issue, I had to call back to the newsroom and say, everyone's sick. Everyone's, there are people dying. That, that's where that story started, small, and then it got huge. So it, uh, heart, it really, heart, it's, it's not good news if they can do this. The question is, can they? Peter Menzies might know. He is a former CRTC chair. And I'll ask Peter to uh, maybe enlighten us. Thanks so much for joining. I appreciate it. Oh, thank you very much for inviting me. And I was a vice chair. I don't want to overstate my qualifications. Thanks. That's okay. All right. Well, we'll demote you back to vice chair. There you go. But you, you're thank more you. qualified than me, so that's great. Um, look, I remember when I was working at City TV and Bell came in and bought it and everyone was saying, don't worry, nothing will change. And I was thinking, oh, God, everything's going to change. And here we are. And what do you know? Telecom companies don't love local news. Um, can the CRTC allow them to do this? Well, they can. Yeah, I mean, they can. Uh, the CRTC can decide whatever it wants to decide. The the whole situation is actually really complicated, um, and I've been kind of struggling to try to figure out how I was going to try to explain my understanding of it. But I mean, it was very sad news um, uh, the, the week previous when uh, Bell Media was closing radio stations and laying off about thirteen hundred people. Um, that, and then followed by this, seems very troubling uh, mm-hmm. in terms of that but if i might part of it has to do with everything transitioning to the internet uh, in a sense cbc had tried and it succeeded in its license application to get uh, you know the freedom to not do local uh, you know tv supper time broadcasts yeah. or local breakfast shows and that sort of stuff but because they wanted in a sense to shift their resources to streaming on the internet, and basically what you know, all all these organizations are now that they they're all actually sort of online newspapers as well as broadcasters. So you know, on my optimistic hat on, <laughs> I might say that that's what CTV is trying to do is to look for a little flexibility. So why should we continue to try to push a five thirty or six p.m. Uh, evening newscast that you know that's not how people want to consume news anymore. They're consuming it online instead. Um, so we want to be able to serve people the way we want to be able to serve them. Problem is, by laying off 1,300 people the week before, it doesn't really look like you're that enthusiastic about serving them. Yeah, and it is one of the arguments Lisa Lufflem had made is that the the bean counters don't really care about the news, and the news people, that's all they care about, is making sure that the news is is done and done well. Um, And and they can argue, and and if I I assume if Bell's doing this, then Rogers will probably try to do something like this too. But 
you know, they go in and say, well, we want to be able to change how people are watching it when they watch it. But we can do this out of the Toronto newsroom or the Montreal Van- newsroom or the Vancouver. We don't really need that newsroom in London or Sault Ste. Marie. Or that- That's the concern is that local small markets then don't get served, which is the mandate of the CBC. So they could get rid of their Toronto corporation, maybe go cover smaller markets as they're supposed to do. But it's not it's not a healthy in this country to to have less less companies covering local news. No, it's not at all. And that that centralization thing in a country like Canada, yeah. frankly, is disastrous. You can centralize a little bit in smaller countries and maybe get away with it, but you still lose that local sense of what is news and what isn't news. Mm-hmm. Like absolutely, I mean, Canada is a diverse country, right? And we're all supposed to celebrate our diversity and that sort of stuff. But then corporately, we're supposed to have all our, you know, the the guys in Regina are being told what to put on, and the guys in Calgary and Edmonton and Saskatoon and Winnipeg by some guy in Toronto who's never even been to their cities. And and I use this to illustrate the point that it is a longer flight from Calgary to ottawa than it is from london to moscow right so can you imagine somebody in london making news decisions for people mm-hmm. in moscow now, yeah there's other differences but uh getting away diminishing the size of local newsrooms um isn't going to work for anybody that will end in tears for any news organizations and i can think of a couple mm-hmm. uh, that are being troubled by that right now Oh, I think everybody's troubled, and I think they should be troubled, because if you don't have strong, uh, you know, media, whether people hate mainstream media or not, but we need strong media, we need strong independent media, because we need checks and balances. It's the only way you have a healthy democracy. So for, for me, I look at the bigger picture, and I'm thinking, well, who's going who's gonna to check the balances? Who's going to do all this? Who's going to report, as I said, the next Walkerton? These things don't get covered if there's no one to cover right. it. Right, and when, when it... When it comes to organizations like uh, uh, Bell Media in this instance with CTV and the CRTC's involvement, I mean, in in my experience, sometimes sometimes you've had to drag the broadcasters kicking and screaming into meeting their news commitment, but that's the rent they pay. I mean, news doesn't, you know, you know, I know journalists hate to hear this, but (laughs) news itself doesn't generate a lot of revenue. Yeah, it's always needed a subsidy and newspapers, newsrooms needed to be subsidized by classified ads. Right? I mean, it it just doesn't necessarily pay for itself. It certainly drives listenership and viewership and readership and that sort of stuff. And it has commercial value. But, you know, a company, you know, like Bell makes $10 billion a year is profit, right? And CTV uh, Bell Media makes money, right? So there, there's an expectation, and they make money by getting a broadcasting license, and then they go and buy cheap American programming, and they get advertising, and that's how they do it. But there's an expectation yeah. in, in that in exchange for the freedom to make money there, that you will invest some of that money in news. Yeah. So like when a little girl, Tori Stafford, goes missing, someone will cover it or, or you know, the community. Uh, look, um, it's a bigger topic uh, than I can give the proper time for, um, but I do want to put it on people's radar because it is a very big deal. And certainly I hope the CRTC does uh, make the right decision. But Peter, I very much appreciate uh, uh, you joining me because it was short notice, but uh, you're still a lot smarter than, uh, than I could in explaining it. So thank you. <laughs> You're very flattering. Thank hey, you very much. All right. That's Peter uh, Menzies, who I do follow on um, on Twitter, and uh, I love his comments about all the stuff going on with broadcasting. And it's a scary time. No question about scary time.